Welcome to Brothers Red, the unique LFC fan podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. This evening to preview the Arsenal-Liverpool game, uh, which is tomorrow night, semi-final of the Carabao Cup. We're delighted to say we've been joined by all-round top guy and friend of the show, big Arsenal fan, Warren Nettleford. Warren, good evening. How are you? Very good evening. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We've got uh, Andy and Paddy with us, so we're planning to uh, to start the press now uh, on your um, <laughs> on your defence. But mm. um, it, it's it's been a very interesting time with lots of things going on. How how are Arsenal shaping up? Are, they, are you sure they want to play us tomorrow night? Well, that's funny, seeing as you guys had all those false positives a few weeks back. <laughs> your game cancelled. Yeah. Um, I think when we had our last game cancelled, it was one definite case of COVID. Now, what I will say is I think the rules which the EFL and the Premier League have got clearly aren't working, aren't fit for purpose. If you just compare the number of cancellations for games in the UK, or in England, I should say, compared to the Bundesliga or in, you know, in Serie A or La Liga, hardly any games there have been cancelled. But in, you know, in England, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but it, I thought it was funny how the media seemed to pile in, in on Arsenal in the last week when we got the Spurs game cancelled. Um, because I don't think what we did was in any way different to what lots of other teams have done. Um, I, I agree, you know, I'm not sure what your view is, but I think the rules aren't quite right. Um, but I just thought it was funny how, you know, Arsenal were a, a target for the ire. No, I mean, well, um, Arsenal do seem to be a bit of a lightning rod for criticism. Whenever I put talk sport on, uh, when I'm when I'm desperate for uh, football-related content, you know, someone like Adrian, Adrian Durham is always getting stuck into <laughs> Arsenal for some reason. Um, but... I think I think Pep Linders are um, kind of what um, what would you what would you call him? Is he, assistant to the manager. Assistant manager, thank you. Yeah, he gave an interview today as a build up to the game because he's looking after all the all the League Cup games, and he was asked about this, and, and basically he just said, oh, I, "I I respect what each of the club's medical staff are saying. If they're saying that there's a there's a situation." then they can only present that information to the Premier League. Now, the problem is you don't really know, do you? It's like with Liverpool. I mean, when Liverpool cancelled the first leg, uh, the information was that we had a raft of COVID cases. The truth of it actually was that we we had a load of false positives. But, mm. you know, what can you do? I mean, if you, if you give a positive um, lateral flow, then that then engages a protocol whereby people have got to be off-site until they can have a PCR. So, and there was um, there was four or five cases of genuine COVID because we had Allison, Van Dyke, Henderson out, and Fabino. There was there was there three. There were some, yeah. There was a breakout, and then I think they were midway through the isolation period. Then the training ground got shut down, and some of the staff members got it, and it was false positive. So there was. There was good reason to kind of I think I think I think why there was because I'm I'm going tomorrow to the game and I was meant to go to the the, the original first leg. I think the, the reason why there was a degree of skepticism, I'm not saying it's right, but why there was skepticism is because the local public health authority didn't close down your training ground. You guys decided to close it. Yeah. Okay. And you know, which is fine, but I think the impression was given that oh, 
you've got all these cases, we're having to close the trading ground down. We've got all these cases, suspected cases. That I don't think there's been an example before where a team had said, we've got suspected cases of COVID. So I think because that was like the line that was given, people were like, okay, so you've got suspected cases. We're not sure you've actually got COVID and you're deciding to close down the training ground. That just kind of fueled the media kind of fire or the fans ire, rather than it being like, okay, we've got these confirmed PCRs, public health locally have closed us down. I think just having those kind of like flags made some fans a bit annoyed about it really more than anything else. But like I agree, you know, I don't think what you did was anything that another club wouldn't do. <laughs> To be honest with you. I don't know why there's that disparity between the other leagues because I know that I think Bayern Munich have had instances this year where they've been in difficulty with um, their squad and I think they've fielded younger players. Whereas in the Premier League, that doesn't seem to be the case. I think there's no reliance placed on the young players. I know Leicester have, I think, said a couple of times that they've not got a sufficient squad when they've not sought to rely upon the younger players. I suppose it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you can say, well, you know, can you really trust putting in two or three under-23s in your team? So I don't, I don't really know the answer. I think it's difficult to, to weigh up without the full information. of Because yeah. we don't know suspected cases. We, as you've, you've pointed out, James, that you said that we don't have the full picture it's so almost yeah. looking at a screen that's covered in Baslin. We're sort of trying to find out yeah. what the true picture is. And all clubs are doing it, aren't they? Yeah, Burnley yeah. said Burnley was saying we're not let, let's just get on with it. We need to crack on. And they've Andy, postponed the game recently. Haven't they? Burnley have only got 12 squad players though. They're like, <laughs> uh, they're like a 1970s team, you know. They've got I mean Sean Dykes is probably formally registered as a player. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not prepared to cast aspersions about um Oh, that's clubs. right. I mean, because I, I, I think I think that the, the point actually, though, is that um, the rules are, as you say, are utterly unfit for purpose. There's no, there's no clarity at all. Uh, there's no consistency, which is just you know entirely consistent with the way you know football administration is run. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just. I mean, the Premier League are a little bit better normally than the FA, for example, but. There's got to be. There's just got to be clear, clear guidelines. But yeah. I, I, I can't see um, why um, Liverpool would have want would have wanted that game to go off. Um, because you know, I mean, the match was due. When was the match supposed to be? Was it the two weeks um, ago? Yeah. yeah, was it two weeks ago? Yeah, was it the, the seventh or something? No. Um, mm. We we played Chelsea on on the second of Jan two all. I'll probably remember that game. It was a good good, good game. Um, then we played Shrewsbury on the ninth in the FA Cup. Then we played you guys last week on the thirteenth. So it must have been in between the Chelsea and the Shrewsbury game. Um, They're respite James, I think. If you were taking a, a cynical view, I don't think I don't think there's any merit to that view. But you, you could say, couldn't you, in one view that. Not having that game on Thursday afforded players a bit more of a break. I, I don't. I'm not saying that's the what, you know the ulterior motive there, but but what happened? What happened with the North London derby? I mean, uh, I mean, the, again, the reports were under that um, Arsenal had what one positive COVID case. Yeah, as I understand, um, it was Erdegaard who had the positive COVID case, yeah. and then we had a lot of injuries following the game against you. Um, and then also we had injuries in the previous game when we went out the cup. 
Um, we're not counting the Jacker suspension as being uh, as, as we know within that, but I think um, apparently we were just down to the bare bones. That was the, as I understand the reasoning given given to the EFL. And I think what I'll say quickly is, I mean, first game of the season, we had I think several COVID cases. At this, when we lost to Brentford two 0 wasn't it? First game of the season, we we played. Um, uh, young forward Balogun up front because um, you know we had injuries so you know and he never really started a, a league game before so it's not as if we were looking to you know we haven't played youngsters before when we needed to we, yeah. we, we've done it before so I think when we got that criticism for calling the Spurs game off saying why don't you play young players when you got COVID like well we did <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, have, we have done it before you know and we couldn't get a game called off before so what do you want us to do? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think um, I think it's the rules, as you say. And um, I mean, you, I mean, I mean, as, as as Liverpool fans, we're really frustrated with the first leg because you know, once um, rather surprisingly, because he has an exemplary disciplinary record, Zaka got sent off. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's because of the, of the Jack attacks. Jack, Jack attacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, but I, I, I think Liverpool, you know, Liverpool should have should have at least scored one. But I think Arsenal did, you know, did the ten man low block really well. So, it reminded me. I think the um, maybe if you remember this, I can remember it vividly. It was the two thousand and two season when we won the league, and we went to Anfield and we got a man sent off, and we won with ten men, two nil. Uh, Perez scored and Lundberg scored. How did Perez score? Perez gave the assist to Lundberg. Um, but maybe he scored the first. Anyway, we won the game 2-0 with 10 men. Van Bronckhurst got sent off. That was it. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst got sent off. And we still won that. And we still won the Anfield 2-0, one of my memories. And I, I, I'm trying... And we uh, that was kind of like peak Wenger when we used to get players sent off, not all the time, but we were known as not... You know, this wasn't like soft-touch Wenger with like young little players. This is like, you know, days of Vieira and all those guys. So, um, yeah, it was funny seeing that result again last week because it, it reminded me of those days of us being able to hold on to a, a, to a result because back in the day, we could do it. We could have 10 minutes to win a game or not lose it. And so I think the away support was so excited by that. It was quite surprising as well, even with 10 men, Arsenal still carried a threat. So I think James said that he intentionally said this, James, but he characterised it as Arsenal with a low block, which I think they were, but they also looked dangerous on the, on the counter-attack and you know, really did deserve, I think, the draw in the end because it was a couple of instances, I think it was maybe in the second half, where I thought, we look pretty vulnerable at the back here. Mm-hmm. There's one, was it um, Saka maybe, there was one chance where it was almost a one-on-one. I thought, it wasn't one of those games where Liverpool were knocking on the door all game with really mm-hmm. conspicuous chances. It was a case of a you know well fought um, draw for Arsenal, but one that I wouldn't have been um, surprised had they had they nicked it. Which I think goes to show that Arsenal really did put in a good performance. Yeah, there were some some funny little comments on social media when there was an image at the end of the game with Klopp with his hand around Saka's shoulder. And was like, stay away from Saka. <laughs> stay away from him. Yeah, grooming Arsenal, Saka. Yeah. Arsenal fans know full well that if we don't 
get close to winning things in the next like three years. Uh, he's too good. I mean, he's already a special talent, isn't he? I mean, he's just and everyone loves that kid. Everyone just you know likes him. He's just a great, great talent. And you can just see, you know, if we don't start producing, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, um, you guys just uh, coming out of that match generally seem to be doing a bit better. You did well against City, albeit you're unlucky to lose. Yes. You'd won, what, four games on the spin before that? Maybe maybe more? Four or five, yeah. I mean, Arsenal fans, yeah, I mean, look at it. Where are we now in the league? Fifth? Arsenal fans... Spurs oh. won, you know. Do you know that? Did they? They were, they were lo- I don't want to depress you now. I might, you might <laughs> hit the bottle when I tell you this. Paddy, what happened in that in that Leicester Spurs game? So, um, yeah, so they were getting beat 2-1 and then um, some kamikaze defending from Leicester. Bergewine scored in the 90-plus fifth minute and then a 90-plus seventh. <laughs> Just so entertaining to watch. What was Brendan Rodgers' uh, reaction to that, Paddy? Did you get a cam on him? No, it's more just the the sort of lads going mental. I think yeah. I think they're a point clear of you now. Um, How many games they played? More one more game than us? Yeah, one more game. Yeah, so Arsenal are in six now, um, but they're only they're two points behind West Ham with two games in hand. I think if they win their games in hand, pad won't they be level with Chelsea on 40, 44 points? I think so. Yeah, I think Chelsea have been on quite a slump, haven't they, in the last month or two? So, I mean, it's looking like quite an interesting battle for third, fourth. Well, I don't know, maybe Liverpool might get to draw into that if they City keep uh, running away. But um, it's looking, think, very, looking very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll answer two things. Arteta, Arsenal fans want to get behind Arteta in general, I would say. There are still some apprehensions about him. And I think one of the apprehensions is just that people aren't able to warm to him <laughs> in the way that they could warm to like a, a Wenger. And also the problem is it seems he falls out with players or he, I mean, you can't, what you can't say now is he's been given everything he's wanted. That squad is now his squad. You know, if he doesn't like a player, they're out, they're dead to him. You know, mm-hmm. someone like saying he's like George Graham's coming in, he's got his team, he's got his young, new young kids he wants in, everyone else is dead to him, whatever. So people are like, okay, you're getting what you want. Now you can crack on. But that's that, you know, City first half lost that game, as you said. I was at that game and that was the best first half of of football I've ever seen. And he wasn't even in the stadium. (laughs) 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 He had COVID. Um, It's amazing. But it just always seems there's always something which goes wrong at the moment. But that's a mentality thing. I I think it's changing. So... I'm optimistic now, more than I've been for a long time. Well, I mean, the thing is, if you're not, um, if you're not City or Liverpool, or you, you know, you would have said Chelsea, you know, ever it was a month or two ago, then everyone else has got their issues. I mean, you look at, see, you've got teams like um, West Ham who've done really well but have started to dip. You know, Tottenham um, and Arsenal are doing are doing reasonably well. Wolves are doing quite well. You've got teams like Leicester who are struggling. Then you've got the rest of the pack. United are kind of you know hanging around, but they're they're in turmoil at the moment, aren't they? So terrible to see. Um, terrible to see. You know, uh, Ranić saying about you know Pogba, you know, 
we'll be playing for playing for a move. Um, but um, yeah, so I almost think like you know, if you're not, I mean, Liverpool are going for a bit of a difficult time because we're almost sort of feeling as a fan base as though you know we're not going to catch City and the the title race is over, and um, that's been quite emotionally difficult to get our head around, to be honest. Um, I reckon you can catch them. Do you think? Yeah, seriously. I, I I was looking like, so you've got when's the next game against them, right? If you beat them, got eight that's... games until we go to the empty hut. I think mm. so eight eight games. You've got to go on a proper run. Um, and what's the gap now between you and them again? Sorry, it's it's about eleven points with one game points. in hand. Yeah, if we go right. to eight, can't we? If you go to eight points, if we win our games in hand, got to play. We could play Leeds because Leeds. Leeds cried off on Boxing Day or wherever it was. Yeah, so if you go to eight, and if you beat them, it's five. And five points, you know, a couple of games are drawn. Yeah. yeah. The difficulty we've got, though, is that I think City are so consistent at the moment and Liverpool are not so consistent. So I can't see us going on a run now of 10 games, winning all those 10 games. I just don't think we've got this year, for whatever reason, that the... The squad's perhaps not as good as it could be. I don't think we've got the steel. That may be premature of me to say, but I don't think we... If City continue on that trajectory, that path, I don't. I think I'm going to find it really difficult to keep on the, the coattails unless they have something that sort of decimates their team, be it like a, a serious injury or a COVID outbreak, which you, you wouldn't wish upon them. But that's the only way I can see us catching them with that, that gulf. I don't take maybe... the positive. Take the positive, Andy. I mean, he's just offered you a bit of a, you know, <laughs> positive, some positive, you know, an objective outside view that you know gives us hope. Yeah. Don't snatch that away from us, please. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, in generally, again, I think there's more goodwill for you guys to catch City because I was saying this to a friend of mine, is a City fan, and I, I don't, I don't actually mind City as a club because just imagine you're a City fan and you're in like your entire life and you've had United there, yeah. you know. So I don't mind them having their success, even though, you know, there's a lot to be said or asked about where the money's coming from and all the rest of it. All the rest of it. But I think um, there's goodwill for you to get them in the country because you play more exciting football than City. City just bore you to death. It's by mm-hmm. passing and passing and passing. And I annoyed my City, you know, and my best mates by saying, you can't tell me this is good football which outraged him. But I think this isn't, I don't think this current City team is a good iteration or anywhere near the best iteration of Pep's recent success there. I just think it's dull, um, really, just wearing down teams. I don't, I don't think people turn a match the day and say, oh, we must watch City today. You know? No, no, they don't. They don't. I mean, it, it's, it, I just think the way Pep plays is about control. You know, so it, it it is literally you know twelve passes to get five yards forward. It's like it's like sort of playing American football, or you know, um, tactical fouling, of course. Yeah, tactical fouling as well. Um, whereas, I mean, one of the things we've been slightly frustrated about is is, is that Klopp. Um, it's only at times really the frustration just doesn't change the way he wants to play at all. So mm. you know, if he's you know if, if Mane, Salah and um, Firmino, you know, are, are off, I don't know, doing doing something else. He'll just bring in three others and play exactly the same way. Mm. You know, if Van Dyke's not fit, 
Um, he'll just tell the centre halves to start on the, you know, ten yards into the opposition half mm. for their offside trap. You know, so it's kind of it, it, this. I mean, what we don't want to be is this kind of entertaining, you know, sort of um, team of runners up. Really, we just want to actually just get one nils and you know, dirty two ones. Um, so that's a bit of a frustration for us at the moment. But you've got to admire Klopp because that there is principles and we've done really well without spending as much as other clubs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I'll say it briefly. I think there's hope. Have hope. I'm hanging on to that. You're probably, I don't know if you can I'll see Jürgen it. behind me. Oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's not, it's not, not quite as stylish as your artwork behind. I can't see quite what it is, but um, no. So um, let's 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 get to the uh, the elephant in the room. Like, are you going to win tomorrow night? I think we've got <laughs> a very good chance, but I'm not sure. I mean, in the press conference today, Arteta wasn't giving anything away in terms of who's injured and who's not available. So yeah. I don't know. And if the problem we've got is we've got no midfield. Smith, Smith Rowe, is Smith Rowe fit? Well, he's got this groin problem, hasn't he? Which he's been carrying for the last two or three months. He's been nursing him through it. So, but even if we've got Smith Rowe, um, I, I know, on our last podcast, I explained to you how important Xhaka is to how we play. Uh, we haven't got Xhaka. We haven't got Partey. Because even though Garner got knocked gone. out, yeah, he's not back in time from the African nations to play. So we've... First choice midfield isn't available, and our first choice midfield isn't ideal anyway. And then second choice midfielders, you you worry. And then when it comes to forwards, you know, well, Abamyang isn't here. Well, actually, Abamyang's back in London now, but he's not going to play. Um, so we rely on Lacazette. So the, the, there are issues there which make me hesitant to say we're going to win. Even though we've got home advantage in the you know in the final leg, no Salah, no Mane, no Kaita to a lesser extent. Yeah, but your second string is still better than ours. I mean, objectively. Mm. So, yeah. so the the good yeah. thing about I mean the good thing about us is you know hopefully um, you know in defence we'll be okay with Tierney um, as well and and Tomiyasu. Um, and, and there's no worries at all about Ramsdale now. Well, not Ramsdale, but our goalkeeper situation. So yeah. I think we're fairly solid at the back. It's just, can we score? And Ketia can't really perform, can he? So it's, it's a lot of hope from, from us that we can win, if honest with you. Yeah, he's. I mean, the team that started um, at Anfield last week was Ramsdale, Suarez, White, chap called uh, Magalas. Uh, Gabriel. 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 Oh, is it Gabriel? Is it? Yeah, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a faux pas there. Tin, I'm looking at um, curseyouwhoscored.com. Martinelli, Zaka, mm. Lukonga, Saka, Lacazette, and Kessia. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, I mean, that? if we've got Erdegaard back, but Erdegaard's not like a, a traditional, like, you know, he's a kind of a third cog in the wheel in midfield rather than being part of a two. Mm. So, I don't know. Martinelli, great. I mean, it's going to be exciting. This is the thing, because yeah. both teams aren't at their strongest. Both teams have got people missing and all to go for. It's going to be decided, you know, is there extra time tomorrow or not? 
Is he straight to penalties? Goes straight to pens, doesn't it? I think. Does it? New, does it go, does it go to Car- pens? Carabao. I think that's new rules. I think. Um, I don't know. I it's it's interesting you say that your your defence looks or you're confident because I think on the other hand, we're, I think we're a bit concerned about our attacking attacking lineup. So Chamberlain, I think, is out with the game. He's, he's got an ankle injury. Something like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it. You, um, you know, he's, he scored, didn't he, Andy? He scored against Brentford. Great header. You yeah. know, cross came in from the left. Great sort of diving header. And then five minutes later, he hobbled off. Just, yeah, um, was, that, was that the game on Sunday though? He played well. Um, he's one of those players that's so frustrating because he has these these spells, purple spells, and then your injury and inconsistency. Yeah, we yes, don't mind. I'm saying I'm saying that to you. Of course, know all, all about it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what how Liverpool are going to line up. I think Jota will start, and for me, you know. But as as regards to who's going to be the other, um, the other individual into that in that trial, Curtis Jones, isn't it? Oh, I don't young, know about young, that. He's not really young Curtis Jones, I think. It, it is extra time, by the way. There is. Oh, there is. Yeah, oh, there is. Yeah. No, there was no extra time in the quarters and the other rounds. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting matchup. That I don't know. Our our attack's going to be as ferocious as it has been this season. And if you know your defence is good, it may be a, one that's maybe one in midfield. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game. <clears throat> Yeah. I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool, in fairness, though, are um, from what you've said, um, a little bit stronger because there's go- they're going to have the the the, the starting back five, mm. Fabinho, Henderson, um, and then you've got Firmino and Jota up front. Who, you know, at the front, you know, two of the front four. So there's only really two of Liverpool's starting players, the left hand attacker, which Mane normally takes. Uh, and and one of the midfielders. So Liverpool are not actually going to have many excuses if they don't come away with the win. Uh, We were talking about briefly on the pod last week. We think it's a bit of a 50-50 game. Mm. Um, But as you say, uh, the fact that Zaka's not fit is a blow. Not fit, sorry, is is, is suspended is a blow. Um, So maybe Liverpool have got the slight advantage, I don't know. It makes the decision to loan out Mainland Niles now seem <laughs> yeah. slightly frustrating. I mean, the, the last game he started for us, he got man of the match. And then Arteta didn't want to play him again. He doesn't, he doesn't clearly doesn't want to fancy him enough. Um, but he was liked by Arsenal fans. So I, I hope he just does well in Roma at Roma. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for an Arteta and Klopp bust up again round two. Both <laughs> well, no, that. because last time that happened, that was good for you. It, it, like, Spark the crowd to life, and then suddenly, yeah, we, were playing, we were playing well in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah you were ignited the were. crowd, didn't it? We played mm. really well after that. But I would have favored um Klopp over Arteta, Warren, if there was a, a straight shootout between those two. Then it's, it's, a bat- it's a battle between the good hair versus the good teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange though. Arteta seems quite a placid character, but you no. just have that. No, he's not. Uh, he's, no, he's, not. he's intense, he's intense. He's intense. He's, intense, yeah. he's from oh, the Pep school, isn't he? Of, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's twice, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's properly intense. Yeah, um, he's squ- squaring up, aren't they? Uh, yeah. But that's nice. I think you won that. When that happened in the first game, I was made up, not only because it galvanised <laughs> the crowd. You made up. I remember like, the old games between Liverpool, Arsenal, Liverpool, United. You know, you've got that bit of fire between mm. the players and the managers. It just makes, I think, it just... Ups the game about ten miles an hour. You know, up 
that further increases the intensity, the passion, rather than you're just a, well, it's a training ground game. But you want, I think you want that zip and that, that passion in the game. Let's hope that happens again. But is, so not, isn't, not isn't, the talk, isn't the talk as well, Roran, about you getting this um, it's media speculation, this lad from Fiorentina? Vlavic. Yeah, do some Vlavic. Yeah, I mean, there's, I follow, is it Fabrizio Romano? Um, yeah. yeah. He's, Here we go. He seems to be in the know um, yeah. on um, on Twitter um, with yeah, football related news, him and Ornstein in the UK anyway. Yeah. And it seems Arsenal have been trying to get him for quite a while, since October, he was saying today. But the issue is his camp aren't convinced to go yet. They want, they want to wait until the summer when he's got more options. But Arsenal are prepared to give Fiorentina the cash now. So... Um, there's like some Arsenal fans I was reading today just saying, look, if he doesn't want to come, forget him. Mm-hmm. But he seems quite special <laughs> from, you know, mm-hmm. these like compilation clips I've seen and his numbers. He, he equaled Ronaldo's goal-scoring record in Serie A last year, didn't he? Was it 32 or 33 goals that he got? He yeah, seems yeah. to fit into the system that Arteta wants. He's very physical, but great with link-up play, quick, can finish from inside and outside the area. Um so there's talk of him or um, is Isak at Real Sociedad, the Swedish player, young guy, 22, I think, who used to play with um, Erdegaard when he was at Real Sociedad. So, but Vlavic isn't the name that everyone's talking about. Um, I do think if we don't get him now, then we probably won't get him because in the summer, some other clubs will come in for him by then. Um, but I mean, they need to do something about the striker situation because... Arteta has fallen out with Bamyang again, you know, so meet someone. Yeah, it's... Um... And Lacazette's leaving too. Well, Lacazette's at the end of his contract this end of this season, so... Make a bid for Chamberlain, he might come back to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's... Basically under 23s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, want, if you want 400 minutes a season, then uh, Chamberlain's your man. Um, what I think... Um, I think we'll wrap things up um, mm. by getting some score predictions. I am, I am, I am going to. Cu- I'm going to come to you last, Warren, because okay. um, see see how emotive you are when you hear the score predictions from us. I am going to go for um, a three-one victory to Liverpool. Mm. Paddy, difficult. It's so hard to predict the Arsenal games in the cups. Like we've had it all, haven't we? Five alls and four alls and penalties, and it's we've had everything. Um, could be pens I'm, in furnace, could be pens. I could easily see pens. Arsenal have got a great home record. Um, but I think Warren makes a good point about them not having a full strength team. I think as a Liverpool fan, just my lens on it, you know, I'd like to think we could go to go to Arsenal and win. So I think if we play well, I think I think we'll win. We'll win 2-0, but anything can happen. So I'll, I'll go 2-0 with a red hat on. <laughs> right, Andy, come on. Keep let's um I'm pushing and pushing Warren into a bold prediction here because like I'm not having this from all these copites. Go on, Randy. What are you saying? Uh, it's gonna be a full house, I think. Um it'll be a tight game. Um I fancy Liverpool one two. I think we've got we've got enough um to get the get the victory. Okay, Warren. You, so 
And you? Uh, all confident, also confident. Oh, Jay's, what about you? No, I've already, I've already boldly oh, predicted. I, I do. I, I've said three one, but um, I, do, I do. It wouldn't surprise me that went to pens. Um, I, I think Liverpool. Um, I, 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 I could sort of easily see it being one one, and then Liverpool possibly, you know, getting a couple late on, but. Um, how many predictions see... are you giving here, James? Covering all bases. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go three-one Liverpool. I'm gonna say we'll get a couple of, couple of late second-half goals to kill off a pretty close game. Okay, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one-nil Arsenal. <laughs> one-nil. One-nil. One. <laughs> we, we held, we held you out nil-nil away from home. Um, so I think Arteta will have a plan to try and contain you again mm. um, but I'd only say if we do win it's going to be 1-0 um, I can't see us like winning in any other way like scoring three or two goals I can't I just can't see that happening so it's either we lose convincingly like a 2-0 or you know a 3-1 or something or we, we manage to somehow be cagey and get a 1-0 um, you're gonna. The thing is, though, even though it's gonna be a full house, you guys get more fans, don't you, for the cup games? Yeah. So they're gonna be. There's gonna be. A bit, are you guys coming coming down for it? No, no we're not. There. We're not going. No. Um, too hard to get all the too hard to get all the away tickets. Well, Paddy's in London, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. I think we've got. I think we've got. If we get to the final, I think we've got because we went to the home league cup games. Then we should have tickets for the final. But uh, it's mm. it's too hard to go away. You know anyone? I'll go. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, I've got tickets in the home end, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't do that, Paddy. I, I was in the city end on a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. Tried to hide out there, but it was painful. Um, I, can beat, I, I can beat. I can beat with that. I went to Watford when they beat us three 0 I was in the oh, Watford oh, end. Oh, it was it was horrendous. The malform yeah. torture, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, I mean, I think. They, the shouting you scouts bastards and you're just sort of just there trying to keep quiet, not trying to talk. Yeah. I think I think though it would have been better. A Liverpool Arsenal final would have been better than you know Arsenal Chelsea or you know uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool Chelsea. But um anyway, um I just I, in all seriousness, I hope it's a good game. Um mm. and um yeah, I think I think you know you've got players like Saka and uh, Martinelli who are mercurial talent so you never know they could easily you know win the game for you so that's the hope I suppose if you're an Arsenal fan so was the hope that kills you <laughs> listen I, I'm feeling I'm feeling grateful to you for giving us some awesome hope that we can um, catch that um, you know under-resourced Man City squad and I feel yeah. rejuvenated now after this pod <laughs> here to help guys here to help right, well um so uh, thanks very much for joining us, Warren. Um, I hope you enjoy the match tomorrow at, uh, at the Emirates. And um, yeah, let's hope it's a good game. And um, thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, on this on this special uh, Brothers Red <laughs> podcast. And uh, we look forward to, to seeing you soon. Cheers. Yeah, well, thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew 
Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when I describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>